Hemshechayim Beis, Volume One. We're in the middle of Discourse Number Twenty Five, Chapter Ninety Six, Page One Eighty Five. Kuf Pehei. Okay. In Chapter Ninety One, he began the explanation, the second explanation in Sefiras from the word story. Briefly, the, the containers tell the story of the energies because energy on its own is in a state of ascension and being removed, not grounded, and it's the containers that reveal, like the wick that grounds the fire. And um, I explained that in, in detail in the previous discourse. And now in chapter 95, he went back to the, the words of Rabbeinu Shemtev, which is the second interpretation. That what is it? that? What it says, Rabbeinu Shemtev, that the spheres reveal the hidden thoughts. It begins doesn't does not mean only that the containers reveal the energy. In other words, think of it like this: There's Eir Hachesed, Shmaya Vavtalyan are teaching. In their ideas, there's in a shapeless way there's an approach that is more lenient. Hillel, the containers of Hillel ground that, and it comes out to be a psak and a, an opinion that becomes a final uh, ruling that we're lenient in this in this particular case. Shammai's Kalim, being a personality of Gvura, he takes from that idea and grounds and shapes and defines that it's Osir. So the Chesed and Gvura, as we learned, the leniency or the stringency were there in the idea of Shammai of time, but there it was a concept. It was a theory. And you could interpret it many ways. The Kalim, so to speak, of the Makablam of the two students here, one Shami, one Hill, one Gvura, one Chesed, gave it a shape and so on. Which would be like, you know, let's say you learn from a teacher and the teacher speaks about a theory and idea. And then the student sits down and says, one second, what does this idea lead me to? And as they begin to spell it out, it, the conclusion seems to be a certain particular way. So what is the Kali doing in this case? It's revealing what was there. So he's saying, Rabbeinu Shemtev saying that it reveals the hidden thoughts in Eina Kavana does that. That it's just revealing the uh, The Kavana is that it's revealing also that the whole Svidus now, energies and containers together, the container, yes, reveals the, uh, the, the, and its energy. In other words, the Kileya Chesed reveals the Eira Chesed. But together, they both reveal, like in Lashon here, Megala says, Enes of Shalamayla Matzilis. Reveals the divine energy that is beyond the energy beyond that silas. In other words, even beyond Shmaya in the example. So to speak, like where they took the idea from. Which he didn't really conclude, which he's going to conclude now in chapter ninety six, but he began to understand this, went to a long discussion, a chapter on what is Atsilas. Because we're saying Atsilas. So Atsilas is the purpose of Atsilas is to reveal godliness in this world. That's as he puts it. Close in Atzilus, she yigilei lekuz be'elmas. Lashon of the Zehar begin dishtamudin bei. That through it, through the spheres, through the spheres, then we should know him. And then he goes down at length and will sum it up. Says because creation itself. 
think this is for this. It's not says Indian as for the he begin this time in says in Zayr, it says the clawless Indian as for the will begin this time in Bay. It's for sure that's as for the Yeah, yeah. I know, we say it that way. When you say it, it's a Tam Habriya. But if you look specifically, it's a Tam of Vatsilis in the Briya. The Tam of Vatsilis in the Briya. Tam of Elam Hazar Tachtan is only Dirib Tachtainim. Because Dirib Tachtainim, because that's the whole point he's making here. Because the, phys- the material world does not reveal godliness. No, 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 no. I'm telling you. Read, read. It's, you told me you learned in the Kutasir's Chelikvav, right? Shmei's base. The reasons. There are three reasons. I, I, I'm telling you. The, way, the, the reason of beginning Shtamudne is a reason for Atsilas. That's the end of the day. Mukubalim that say it are talking about Atsilas. Zayar says it on Sessus Fish. He doesn't say why did the world create it. No. Yes, look, let's put it this way. When you have Atsilas, our world can understand God. But let's put it this way. His so let's continue. This is actually what he's saying. He doesn't bring the Taidira B'Tachtenim. Creation itself, he says, does not reveal. Because creation is created in a wave of concealment, of distance. Without that, there'd be no Yesh. So this, when you look at this world, yes, we'll soon talk. There's something you know about God, but it's very minimal. And he goes further. So they wouldn't even have been slapshes. Because Atsilus plays a second role, as we said. Besides helping us understand God, and through God, we know God is also slapshes. It's the other way around. God manifests in Atsalam Elikim, in a shape and form, a structure, through which that, the Ayin Elikim, through that, creates. And without that, you wouldn't have a relationship at all. So how do we have a relationship? How do we know? It's because it goes through Atsilis. And Atsilis gives us a certain sense of understanding of the divine. And even though he saves itself, he says, even though creation itself testifies to a creator, because nothing can create itself, where Murky, of all the reasons he gives, the world um, constantly erodes. And we also can know somewhat of the Hafla. We know that the creator has to be completely beyond existence. So he answers two things. In addition to the, for number one, that that itself, knowing that, is knowledge. The knowledge of it is, uh, is because of Atsilis. So yes, as the world testifies, but the fact that we can appreciate and comprehend it is through Atsilis. And number two, that knowledge is a very basic one. So in general, you know, you don't know any details about it. And even the Hafla is also to say that God is beyond the crass material of this world is not really the true wonder and awe and exaltation of the divine. Where do you get that? Real flow, that all comes through Atsilis and the details. It's basically what he says. He's beyond Nivdal, completely separate. His name is separate. But from the name comes Malchus, his name Malchus, there comes a level that manifests. Basically, that's the level of Malchus. All levels of Malchus. Malchus of Einsef, the Malchus before Atzillus, the Malchus of Atzillus and Tabiyah. <coughs> so we see from all this that if you go to Atzmus itself, you would not have a revelation. Obviously, he qualifies this early by saying, of course, with God you can create without Atzillus, but there wouldn't be, from our point of view, a Yedi and Elikus. We would not have any appreciation. 
being able to connect, reconnect. So from Atmos alone, and even from the Oyer of Atmos, meaning Eirein Sov, before it manifests in a Shir Atmei Bekreach, as he put it. Hashara from Midagvul, that's beyond. So what you have now that Atzilus is rooted in what? In the Eir HaGvul. Remember, there's ten hidden spheres where God, the infinite light, envisioned one scenario. These ten spheres. So that reveals what's concealed. And because this gil is a midis protis, here you have chesed, gvura, chachma, bina, and so on, we have an appreciation of the details of so-called God's personality. Kavyoch. And that's what means begindish tamudin. Here he says, lay, bimidis delay. So in other words, it's through the spheres, and, and in the spheres and through the spheres, that because they contain it and they reveal it, like we spoke much earlier in the previous discourse, it's like the words that tell the story. So therefore, we have here that Eris and Kalim of Atzillus is basically revealing the conceal that was there before. Okay. So now we conclude the subject matter. I just wanted to add one thing about the sources for this, for this concept. The second interpretation is basically based on a footnote, a Hagah, a gloss, from the Tzemach Tzedek on a Maimer Vayuchai Yisara Tovkov Samagvov of the Alter Rebbe. Well, the Alter Rebbe speaks about the Meir Shonim, Esm Shonim, Sheva Shonim, the levels of Keser and so on, the numbers. It's also connected to the world of numbers. Where is there a higher number? Where is there a lower number? But the main thing in that discourse in Tovkov Samachvav, which is 5566, uh, the Alter speaks primarily that Sviris are from the word Bahir, illuminate. This will be the third interpretation that he's going to discuss here. But in a long footnote, in a long Hagah, a long gloss, Samach Tzedek brings this interpretation, this one of story. And, he, and it's basically the basis of much of the ideas here. That's one source. Another one is from a mimer called Haydul Hashem, Chanukah Tovkuf Samach Dalad, where the Alter Rebbe discusses the whole in of Esh Echla, fire. And that's the, the whole concept that the Yisoda Esh is, not, is dark on its own, that, that energy on its own, air on its own elevates, and it needs the container is discussed there at length in the explanation of Avram Zok and Baba Yomim actually. Because Baba Yom means Levushim. Maybe that's going to be the end of the Maimon. The garments. Garments are containers. They're the ones that draw down the energy. And there he says that, that on, the own, on its own, Er and Atzmus are beyond. And it's the Kalim that draw it down. But he doesn't connect it to the story to the story element. The story element is the connection from the Tzemach Tzedek Sagar. I'm just giving you the, the, the source here. But an interesting thing, the Alter Rebbe's Maimon that I found, he says two things. The container is like the keli hanechas, the like the wick that contains and grounds it. But then, and and it's due to the fact that it has a bitle to the air. Uh, that's why it draws it down. But there, here he goes on. If you remember last moment, he says the reason for that is because the source of the containers is higher than the energy. That's where the energy senses it. In the Mimer, in the Tafkuf Samach Dalad, in in Heidel Hashem, what he says is interesting. He says that besides the fact that the container grounds it, he says that the air 
um, what's the word he uses there? The air is contained as long as it has something to consume. In other words, because there's a yesh, and the yesh is prepared to transform itself, the energy will remain there as long as it needs. And as soon as there's nothing to transform, the energy disappears. So in other words, its whole purpose is that there should be resistance. The resistance of our, of our resistance is what fuels, is what fuels the flame to, to descend, to do its job. I found it to be fascinating because the Rebbe Hashem doesn't bring quite that, but he does remember, if you recall, he said, isn't the purpose of the oil also to go down? He says, but no, but the air has to retain its property to be dovuk. So think about it. What's going on when a fire is actually burning something? It needs two things. It needs the fuel or else it wouldn't stay here. There was no more fuel, the fire goes out. So it needs it. But at the same time, it needs to burn it up. It cannot become like the fuel. If, if the flame ceases to be like, you know, sometimes the fuel is too strong, and, and it also will extinguish the flame. So the flame has to retain its flaming properties in order to consume. In Aveda means that it has to be constantly yearning to godliness and fighting with the animal soul and refining it. But without the animal soul, it has no fuel to, to burn. It's a very interesting part. So, in other words... Well, no, Begashmias... No, it, it, the flame has nothing to hold on to, so it doesn't, it doesn't stay. In Aveda, the air, if it doesn't have a cheshek to deal with... In that sense, yeah. In that sense, yeah. Because without that, let's be honest, what God doesn't need air. You know, like the Gemara, what does he need light for? So ultimately, it's, it's the purpose of it, like we said, the purpose of it is to come down into this world, but its nature is not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting, I'm just pointing it out. But I think when you combine with what the Rebbe Rashab says, that the root of the kalim is higher, you get even better than that, because that's what's going on. Where the flame, the air can never achieve its power. It's, it's basically, when the air is connected to its source, it's very satisfied. But it doesn't achieve real power until it's actually consuming and burning something. That's when it's like... Anyway, I just wanted to throw that in. So right now, he's going back now, to the Rabbeinu Shemtev. So for Eidzeis, we're learning up chapter 96. So after stating, as I said, what Atzillus is, that's letter, the has to go away from its source and go on yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just found the example to be beautiful. Like Avonim, he says, stones don't have that. So the, 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 the air doesn't stay there. There's no, it can't, there's nothing to, you know. Yeah. So now, after explaining what Atzillus is, he goes back. For Oizais, in addition to this, uh, that's why it says lay. One second. Mm. Because No, no, no. I think he says me there's delay. No, because there's it's relevant. Look, look, look now. He says Va'ajais, in addition to this, that through the ten spheres we know the divine that's higher than Atsilas. So here's my question. My question is He just said that. What's the Ajais? He began by saying that Bainashamta, you cannot say that the container just reveals its air. 
Then he goes to the whole thing of Atsilis is revealing. And then he says, He just said that, that Atsilis is revealing. What is it revealing? It's revealing the divine that's higher than Atsilis. So I think that may be what he means by delay. Because what happens in Atsilis, what happens is, Begindish Tamudin lay, Bemidis delay. Then maybe he's talking that Natsilis, talking about the revelation of the Eris and Kelim is within Natsilis. Natsilis knows that which is beyond. Can you read it by Isis? And then what's the Isfir? Go ahead. I, yeah, please, yeah, please do. <laughs> if you have Isfir, that would be great. I wish it. Now then it would say it's the nice of Lazarus is the way I'm reading it. I don't think there's a because I know in the next chat and then later he says even more. I think not. I think the Aidzais. So my wondering is, let me read again how he read it. I know. Okay, I know what that is. is. You have to read it more and more, not so... Uh, I'll tell you what he means. If you read... Remember, this was once written in one flow. There was no kitzer in between. He's saying like this. The purpose of Atzillus is to reveal godliness in this world. This is a whole introduction to go back to explain the Rabbeinu Shamti. Now, what kind of godliness is it revealing in the world? You could say it reveals what Atzillus is. It reveals midis of the Hashem. L'cha Hashem Agdullah, Hagvura, Hateferes. It reveals, that's why, that's why he said Mishtamud and Lay. That's why I think he said midis delay. It reveals that God has Chochmah, God has Bina, God has... That's it. So, don't look at it like a... a, a, a not, it's a flow, it's one flow. The Ajace is saying, no, it reveals in the world also which is higher than Atzillus. But he begins, then he begins an explanation. Let's understand it. So he begins a whole explanation. What is Atzillus? is to reveal Godliness in this world. Now he's going back to the beginning of Tzadik Hay. Yeah, 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 that's, that's the Pshat for sure. The beginning of Tzadik Hay made the statement clear. Then the explanation. So explanation is it's like this. You could say like this. No, he's not right, right. Exactly. That's that's what's going on. I was wondering not about. I understood he's going back there. My concern was I was trying to understand the flow, but the flow is very clear. Bottom line is it's like you could say the Torah reveals godliness to this world, but what what level of godliness? You could say it only reveals Atzilus. So now he says days, Now he's going back to go further. In other words. Atzillus's revelation of the divine is not just of the Atzillus level, it's also beyond Atzillus. That's what he's saying. So I just told you, then he goes to explain it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's... that's. So is coming after he said that the good divine gets revealed in this world. So you could say those divine levels of Atzillus. The divine... Shalom Elikim. So now he goes... That through the ten spheres we, we know the divine, the infinite divine, that's higher than Atzilus, and that's and means hidden thoughts, not the the Chesed 
the, that's concealed in the energy that the, the in Atzilus that the container reveals, like I mentioned with Shmaya Vavtaya. But it's revealing hidden thoughts. The Hainu, the story is telling us more than just. No, you can have like this. You can tell a story to your child or to your student or your friend. You tell the story of your life. But you can tell them on a certain level, I'll reveal to you what you know a certain aspect. Does the story reveal your innermost dreams and passions and so not necessarily a story it can just be of one episode of your life that five years ago something like this and this happened. That would be Atsilas telling the story of itself to the world. So the Kalim are revealing to the world that but you say Makshavas Nalamas, you're saying it's telling us a story about God that's beyond Atsilas. That's the point. It's revealing to us also the levels of Esas Fidas Agnuzis. That's the bottom line. And we'll soon learn even more than that too. What means Machshavas Nalamis? She says that the power of Atsilas that is concealed and sealed or closed comes. In Eden Sofa Maitzil, in the divine infinite light of the emanator, which is the whole discussion that we had all these, the, all the chapters. It's revealing to us also its source, its, its concealed source in the ten hidden spheres. Now, if you remember, you go back to Mareches, which goes back all the way. Where is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he uses that lotion, Kamas Vichosim, rather. Is right here. Is uh, I believe right here. The beginning of chapter eight, page twelve. So he says, The Marechus writes. Marechus is a makubel, great kabbalist. The Indian atzil shalenis chalish dover ma'is when this action is galach koyich hakomas v'chosim mekayich alapel. So it reveals the concealed. What is this? That, so it's, exact, it's very similar to the word Machshav and Elamis. Remember, the, Alta, the Rebbe Rashab is being medayik, precision, in the words of the Rebbe Nishem and the Pardis. So what's Machshav and Elamis? It's talking about the root. So it's not, in the example I gave with Shammai and Hillel, they're not just revealing what Shmaya Vavtayin taught them. They're going to where Shmaya Vavtayin got the idea. All the way in the source. Where it's concealed. That's the ten hidden spheres. Remember, after you explained the ten spheres, and he said they're also in energy, this also you see clearly why he's connecting this constantly. There's energy in spheres because you know here's another reason, not just achdus. If there was no spheres in energy, you you can never get to the concealed. You'll only get as far as containers can go. Being that chesed and gvura is also in air, the air leads you into its source in the air before the tzimtzum. So you have machshavas nalamis. So that's another aspect to it. So basically, if you recall, then he went through a whole discussion that the spheres, the energy in the spheres... Huh? Right, exactly. Container would be like, okay, the container goes to a dead end, exactly. It doesn't lead you into the world of air. The story, in other words... It's it shows that it has a source. Yeah, that comes from the essence of right. Yeah, Like he said, the essence is a source also for the energy. So that's what he says. So, that, so what happens is... That it's revealing also the hidden thoughts, which is all the way the ten hidden spheres. If you recall, that was basically I would say twenty chapters, maybe or less, discussion at length where the, the where the energies of Atzilus are rooted, and that's why it's a gili vahelam, gili hahelam. So it's a gili hahelam. Remember that the infinite divine, the artist who had many possibilities, 
the chose Shiratsme chose one possibility. That's the ten spheres. That possibility is Eir. It's all in Eir Abligvul. He he was Mishayir. He envisioned something that's structure. And then there's another aspect called containers that contain it, as we learned. You know, the Ano Emlech that he said in the previous chapters, where it's like the garment. Yeah, the second track, which is like the Rishimu and the, the Kem. The structure itself. But the energy, this also means all the way in the root, there's a tailored connection to the two. Between the two. You want to ask something? Yeah, so, so what, what was you So, good question. When we learned it, I discussed it at length. There's a whole chapter just on this question, what you're saying now. What the Esosphere are. So, really, this requires going back to the 10, 15 chapters that Ebra Shab explained that what you're saying now. In a nutshell, 15 chapters? It's very hard for me to do. You're not going to get the Nakuda unless you learn it. I can tell you the Nakuda. After you learn it, I could put it to you in a nutshell. If I say in a nutshell, you may. If you learned it, you'll get it. If not, you're not going to get it. It's. You want to know what it is? It's understanding how structure is beyond structure. That's the nutshell. You understand what I just said? Yeah. Okay. So then. I understand one thing. There is and there isn't. Fine. Yeah. 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 We live in a world where everything is tangible and concrete. In Atzilus, we learn that it's aligned with its source. So everything is doing exactly the way it should do. In Esosphere Agnosis, you learn that the structure is really beyond structure. And it's all how God sees it, let's put it that way. And so in other words, it, it, it's for the, 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 not here and here. Yeah, that, if you like those words, that's fine. If you understand what you just said. Yeah. Understand, but yeah, 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 yeah. So where does it come together here? Through our Veda. Without our Veda, you're not going to get it together. This requires work. Because we live in a very tangible world. You know what comes together? Where a person can go into their bank and take out a million dollars and write a check to the Rebbe. That's where it comes together. You could do that, you know that you're talking business. Then you're combining a, a tangible world of selfishness with something beyond. You know many people that have to do that. So that's why it's not so simple. I know. No, that's I use specifically example with money because that's uh, that's because I'm dedicating my nefesh abamis, my nefesh alikis, my soul. Uh, you want something tangible? It comes to something in this world that you worship, and you're ready to give it to God. Then you're talking about a uniting uh, structure and beyond structure. Is that too much? Every mitzvah. When you sit, to put it in more in more subtle terms, when you you're hungry and you sit down to eat a meal, uh, you can just indulge and just you know for us and say it's all for me, me, me. Or you 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 look at it like a karm, not to say poshut. To wash your hands, make a bracha. You know, person, people who really prepared for eating meal. Eating meal was a big thing. It was like a, they eat with awe. It's a bracha of neighbor. You know, just not just a meal. It's a sensitivity. But on a simple level, it means you take a gashmizdika thing 
You say, Baruch Atah Hashem Lekein Melech Eilam. What are you saying? You'll be Mamshech. Baruch Hashem Lekein Melech Eilam. You'll be Mamshech. Amaytzi Lechem in Aretz. Not just bread. It's bread that God just gave you. Rabbi Yanei Saba, Isaiah says, he stood sat with a meal in front of him. He would pray that he should have food. I saw food. So he says, no, because the food is a gift from his neighbor. What do you mean? You think it's yours? So he prayed while he saw the meal. It's like, Hamaymen Becheyelomim Bezereya. You know, it says, the Gemara says, the Shishas Darim is hinted in that Pasuk. So what's a Muna? There's, you know, Muna is Zroim, Itacha is Zmanim, etc. Moyed. So why is a Muna Zroim? The Gemara says, and Taisus, what's a Muna? When you're planting something, there's no Muna, that's only that's nature. You plant the seeds. It's because he's Maimim Bechayalomim Bezereya. He believes in God and he plants. It's a contradiction. You know, you could believe in God when, when you don't have a natural. Uh, Process because there's no such thing as a natural process. Alter Rebbe says that nature is just a word we use when we don't understand something. It says in Tanya, that's natural. N- nature did it. You know, even the insurance company called acts of God. You know why? Because they, they don't have to pay them. So when it comes to money. Mitamal is a God. Is is is, is all right. When you, when you have to give him credit, no. But who did the hurricane? It's acts of God. What do you want from me? They don't say acts of nature. It's called Acts of God. I find it hilarious. <laughs> it's good to, uh, anything to say about Pardala. God, yeah, fine, God. Church and state, who cares? God, God. It's God. God did it all. <laughs> anyway. I'm giving you just an example. It's a good question. I'm, I told you it's a good question. It's just it's hard to sum up the whole thing. Because the truth is, you're right. I said this many times here. It's hard for us to even figure out Asiyah Ruchnis. Forget about Atzilus. And Esosphere Segnusis. But for the record, let's just say this. The story that when you when you tell us when a person who really is telling a story to you about their life, what are you hearing from them? So you could some people will just hear the story, a Holocaust story, a story from Russia. We say this Nefer story, whatever. But someone, if it's coming from the right source and the person who's listening knows how to hear, he's gonna hear a lot more than just the story. He's gonna hear the Mesir Nefesh of Eden, he's gonna hear generations, you know. So that's what he's basically saying, that the story of Atzillus tells us much more than Atzillus. tells us about the Ebershter a lot more than what we uh, see. So it's all about really how deep you go. It's true, it depends on the individual. But if you want to understand this well, that's what it comes down to. You can hear, two people can hear the same story, and one person heard the technical story, and a very moving story, another person hears, oh wow, this must mean Chvez Vos. And the person who's educated and knows, let's say, some chassidists will understand a chassidist story a lot different than someone who just hears it as a nice fairy tale or a nice tale, you know. Um, so that's that's essentially what he's saying here. I mean, but the, but the level of chassidism, we'll discuss it more. Let's see how he explains it here. And I'm just telling you, if you really want to know, and I'll be lazy, go back to the chapters where he starts chassidism. This is a uh, basically. Uh, 18, uh, let's see where exactly I think it begins um, the, the 15 chapter 15 begins that's the Sphere yeah. around 10 chapters there you know, it speaks about the whole thing how it's in the root think of it this way Rabbi Yisrael, Okay. when you see a human being functioning yourself or myself you know, let's see, what's the story of life? Let's talk like that. Let's keep it. So you see a human being, you see has eyes and ears. You see I have eyes and ears. You know that you can see with your eyes, so probably I can see with my eyes. You don't know that as a fact. You just, 
you know that uh, since you speak intelligent, I speak intelligent, we have a communication, so you know we have feelings, and we're able to relate to each other. The question is, how deep can you go? Whether it's with a friend or even with yourself, how deep can you go inside? So there's conscious things that you're aware of. You know, I know what I'm feeling today, I know what I like, I know what I believe in, Iskashos, the Reb is important to me. You know, my children, my family. You can go to a certain depth, but you also know there's levels that you can't see. You don't remember all your memories when you were a child, for example, that maybe shape how you behave today. There may be things that happen that you don't really remember. You know, there's st- stories we remember when we were children, stories you don't remember. How many things happened to us before our memories, when we were two years old, one years old? There was a whole life going on. So, but it's there. Now, a person who really understands the story can see even that which... Is there, that's my question. You tell me. You tell me. Come on, you tell me. You have children? You saw them when they were one, two? No, of course they did. The stories are there, but, but who said... No, I'm saying, but I'm saying, they, they experience things with you, right? Yeah. So they, they're never going to remember it right. consciously. But, but So what happened to it? It just disappeared? Maybe, maybe it disappeared. You playing devil's advocate again? I know studies have shown that it impacts their life. You don't even need studies. It, to me, it's so simple. It's obvious. Let's say something happened to you last night in a dream and you don't remember. And today, for some reason, you're scared. Yeah. Is, is, it a, is it a big stretch to imagine that maybe something I dreamt yesterday that's making me scared today? Even though you don't remember? There's no such thing in this world that every cause, every effect has a cause. So yeah. In other words, if, if, if a child at one years old, yeah, with studies for sure you see it, God forbid, was a fire in the house, they're not going to remember the fire, but they're going to have a reaction because they pick up the parents that it was a very scary event. So they don't, the only thing that remains with them is the impact. you know. And uh, to me it's obvious because when you think of it like this, let's put it this way, you put a seed in the ground, and you make a little scratch in it, that ever gives the example, when it becomes a tree, that scratch is going to be, it doesn't forget. So when a human being experiences something, it's etched in you. It doesn't Nothing disappears. Now obviously, every breakfast and lunch and dinner that a child had when they were one years old, just like now, doesn't have major impact. But, but things that do have impact. You know, even, even now we have things that don't impact us. You know, you walk through the street, not everything impacts you. Um, from a Taylor point of view, you learn the whole Torah and it definitely has an impact you know the reason we have let's say a conscience that we sense right and wrong why are we touched by a song even though we never heard the song children in, in a mother's womb they have today tests they play music, the child moves how does it know that? speech, you could say it learns you hear his parents speak, so you learn to speak it's also a miracle to learn in two years to speak a whole language is not another story Really, the truth is only learning from learning from your parents, not speech. You're learning your parents what language. But the ideas are inside of a person. I mean, basically, let's put it this way. The brain that we have, and we're 20, 30, 40, that we were born with it. We didn't buy it when we became bar mitzvah. It wasn't like planted. It just developed. So development means that things are, that. that's the progress of how life works. I mean, I can go on and on. The point is, God created, you know, what you're asking, actually, I will answer the way he said earlier. He created it. The Abraham wanted, he could have just created, put everything here. We're born 20, 30 years. We're born Ben Esnim, like Adam and Chav. Again, start your life. But he made things with a process. Because he wanted us to connect. And to connect, you have to have a process. There's no way a teacher and a student, like he said, there's no Helen if there's no Islapshas. If we don't have a relationship, you're you, I'm me, it's like a stone and a, and a tree. They don't talk to each other. There's no relationship between them. 
I'm not talking now the natural, you know, nature, everything balances, everything feeds each other. But as far as a relationship, what we understand as a relationship is not a given. The Abraham made it that way because he wanted a process. You grow. That's how you grow. And that's how you connect between us and Abraham. And also, as children, you know, one of the reasons we're not born adults is because you want it to be a process where you learned. If you just popped into adult, you would not have earned it. You wouldn't learn through experience. It would be like giving someone experience without them having experience. It's a nice gift, but it wouldn't be real. You know, the Rebbe asked this when he turned 70, the Rebbe said, um, when they told the Rebbe that he should retire, the Rebbe said, Adam there was a whole taken of the Fabrengen. A person is created to achieve. So the Rebbe said, why? So he said, you see nature, that when a person gets something free, it's a busha, it's a busha, it's a shame, bread of shame. Adam a person has more pleasure from one dollar, one, one measure of their own, than nine so the Rebbe said, that's right. So the Rebbe then asked the Kasha, made it a Kasha. Ha'gufa Kasha. The Ebrishtim is Chazde Hagad. Could have made it nice. That we don't have to work and we should also have pleasure. Why is it? Why did he, why did he make the nature of a human being that he's embarrassed when he gets a gift? Or he, he has more appreciation when he gets... Why not give it to him? Give him nine Kavim and he should be late and he should have pleasure in it. The Rebbe's answer was made it a answer. His answer was because Ebrishtim wanted us to be like a creator, a beta. If that would be the case, we would always be a macabre. He wanted us to create. So he put pleasure in creating, not pleasure in receiving. That's what the Rebbe's answer was. It's printed. The letter of Lamad Bey is in Tavshat and Yudalthness and then the Sikhs. It's an unbelievable answer. In other words, he wanted us to be like him. He says, So he wanted us to be created, to be mashpim, and to be mashpia, you know, I, obviously, you can ask the question: Let him make you feel like a mashpia, and not be a mashpia. But that's that's of course ridiculous. You're not. You know, if someone says, "Listen, you can behave like you're acting like a mashpia, but you're really not," so you have to earn it, and that earning is what makes you create it, and that's where you have the deeper pleasure. My point is, when I'm going back to, there's a process, and the growth of a child into an adult is a process that uh, that is a healthy thing, and it also, in Aveda, it's the process of growing, and and earning your way, and and owning. Making it primizdik. Like we keep learning. Anything that's makiv is not yours. Maybe a higher gili. Higher revelation. The goal is that it should become internalized. So I don't, bottom line is, what I'm saying is that when you look at a person, there's a deeper story than just what you see. That's machshavas. That's like esos firas hagnuzas abyssal. El It's not exactly, but it's like the keiches hanefesh in the nefesh. What does your seich look like in the nefesh? You can't figure it out. But you know something is there and you know it's far edelad. And more refined than what you see. Just like you know that um, that uh, that when you look at an object, it's not the object; it's the energy inside the object that makes it powerful. Our goal is obviously is to combine the two: that the container should reflect the energy, that the outer should tell us the story of the inner. Basically, then you have a reality. We, on the other hand, live in a world of echad bepechad belav. Not only are people not telling stories; they're telling babamaisis. Which means not only is it not revealing, it's actually distorting and concealing. So that's the opposite. That's like, you know. So first step is tell the story. Tell people, You tell your story. And then there's a deeper story. I mean, in many ways, when we, when we think about Jewish history, we hear what we heard from our parents. On Pesach, we sit and we tell the story. We're always looking for deeper messages in the story. Sipriyot Yitzh Mitzrayim. 
It's not just the Eid went out of Mitzrayim, we read the Haggadah. Every time you're looking for more depth. What, you know, what's behind the scenes? We're now behind the scenes. We're going behind the scenes, yeah. That's not lovers. <coughs> oh, one second. <laughs> I'm reading the previous chapter. So that's revealing Hagnuzis. So you see the words. Nalamis, Hagnuzis, Komus, Vachasim. All the same thing. We're now revealing the hidden. Because Pastor Son could argue, you know, Rabbein Hashem, the Machshavis Nalamis. Maybe that means it's Atzilus. No, but he's saying that's not enough. You have to say it's more than that. So the Russian leaders gave him, so we were trying to reveal the, uh, the subconscious. Right? Unc- yeah. And then what? And then uh, Atzimus itself. No, and then when we reveal it, what happens? I mean, so well, well, in a relation, personal relationship, it makes the relationship deeper. You know, if you and I are friends, and we're not just friends, we do business together and we say hello, yeah. but we connect. So you number one... You get a certain depth, but beyond that depth, no, it's hard to find Aceus. It's hard to find Aceus, but it's that's the goal. That the ten spheres of Atsilla should reveal to us the hidden dimensions of God. Not just the revealed dimensions. But it's still the hidden of Mamalakalam, and we're not even getting to save it. Soon we're getting to save Kalam. Yeah, it's the root of Mamalakalam, it's the root of Eir Sagvulim. So you don't remember that, but that's where it's rooted. Shirat from the The root of Esosphere Sagnusus is the root of Erasef Abligvul, which is the, the infinite spheres or the infinite possibilities. The purpose of it all is ultimately the unity with uh, with uh, the divine. Ach Masha Svirus Tatsilis Megala Samakshavas and Lomas Hainu Esosphere Sagnusus Commission Bamshachalis Bukhinis Makedim. So so let me just see Mechshavitz and Alamis and Kechatzitz HaKom Zohoz Good Okay maybe Ach However what, This is what it reveals The concealed Masha Sviris Zatzilis Megalis HaMachshavitz and Alamis What the Sviris of Atzilis Reveal The hidden thoughts Haino Esos Sviris Agnuzis Kumashayim Baham Shoche These are This means The ten hidden spheres The way they are already Being in transmission They are already in transit that they should be at least a source, sources for the for the for the ten hidden revealed spheres. In other words, not essence spheres like is the way they are in their place, the way they are already beginning to flow. We learn the three levels. That essence like is the kav, and then the so which is this? Does he mean the kav? Okay, let's see where he goes. He's going to explain it. Here again says Behem Vayodam, the lay and bay. and also in them, and through them there's also revelations from the essential energies, the essence meaning before they're transmitted. He, he never said this exact expression that there's a level of Asur the way they're Hamshacha, the way they are 
Be'etzam. But the second level was the Kav. That's already uh, not Esfriya Sagnuzas. He's saying in Esfriya Sagnuzas there's two things. The way they are so-called Be'etzam, the way they are... It's fine, it's just, I'm just pointing out. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Maybe that's what he's saying. Possible. Yeah, yeah. You have something on the tip of your tongue? You want to say something? Oh, okay. Okay, now he's going to give a Moshal to understand this. This is made of stuff. Because it is, it's all about understanding the deeper story. Okay. We'll understand this example, Benefesh Adam, the soul of a person. Oh, it's Mama's example I was giving you. But it didn't come from me. I learned it earlier. That's the thing. Okay. Um, we see this Kechas Atzma Klum Benefesh. We learned this at length earlier. That since you say this Kechas Gluim, since you see these faculties as they're functioning, you have to say that the soul has them. Because the body doesn't have them. You see, after death, the body is just a body. The body is an empty container. So when you see a life force inside of us, and the life causes us to have machshavas and seichel, chabad, and we have chagas, midas, and we have other keiches. You have to say that the nefesh... Now, if we would put a nefesh on this table here, I'm just saying hypothetically, you wouldn't see anything. That It'd be an energy field. It'd be like electricity. I'm just giving an example. You wouldn't see in this electricity, like you don't see... In Shmaiv Avtayin, or in the root, the, all the manifestations of something. It's more like a, you know, we spoke the example of a projector of light. and There's no film. So you see white light. But you know the white light has in it, when you make a prism, like a rainbow, it makes colors. Where did the colors come from? They weren't created, no one painted the, the light. The light has colors, but you don't see colors. When you bend light, when you see right now colors, by the way, is because the light has colors. Why, why is this red and this is this? Because the way it reflects, white light reflects on this, it bends it to look like this. Yeah, 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 yeah. What do you think? Why do you see red? Why, don't you, why is this not white? And why is this? It's red. Yeah, but why do you see? Why do you see red? What happens when you paint it red? Why is your eye seeing a different color? It's color. Right? right? No, the question is if it's a, it's a tseva atzmi, it can be just painted that this is not really red, you can scrape it off. That, but but right now it's it's with the, the color red the paint color, the, the dye called red is a reflection of light that that reflects only that aspect of light it's a whole discussion this is called a prism so if you shine light regular it would be white if you put it through a prism a prism is like a glass that has like different uh, angles you know like you know you see it's like a kaleidoscope what happens is it bends the light so suddenly you see colors a rainbow is exactly that the sun shining through clouds the cloud is bending the it doesn't mean bending in a physical, like you know, like this. It, but it's 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 altering the light's flow. So, like sound, sound is a good example. I speak now, but if I put a let's say a funnel here, or a muzzle, you hear the sound. But how would you hear it? Like you hear it distorted. So the same light also can have something like filters that make it. But it's but it's still the sound. It's just you can't hear it clearly, or you hear different uh, in different uh, different um, frequencies. I know, you have in Gashmi so much abstraction that you can't imagine. Everything that you, we experience, we just take for granted. But we understand it better than they understood it 100 years ago. Even, you know, even, the, it's, even the shita, how, how do you see something? Why is it that your eye, what is your eye doing that sees an object? So there's three shitas in Chassidus brings, you know, from, and, and even scientists, it's not so simple. What is the eye doing? 
I mean, we take it for granted, but what's exactly happening? Is the eye sending out a signal and bringing back the object? Is the object reflecting and you're seeing the reflection? Because you're definitely not there. You're seeing something. This is a whole, this is long discussions on this. It's not, this is not simple matters. The understanding of how it works. You know, we, we are very, all these are great examples to show you how Elokus is gone some beyond. You know what the Reuven didn't say to that atheist? He was fabrenging. And the guy started making fun. He says, where's God? Who God? Where's God? I don't want to even say it on camera, but I'll say it. So, so he was like a, very bluntly. So he said to him, you know, he says, I'm a, you're, I think the guy worked on a farm with him or something, maybe he knew him from a kibbutz. So he said to me, tell me, do you know why these type of goats, when they release certain waste, it comes out like long, and these goats, it comes out round. So he says, no. He says, <laughs> he got the, he got it right on the point. You can't even tell me the difference between, you know, why this happens. That you're talking to me about God. <laughs> the point I make anyway. Yeah, good. So now he's giving the example. So but We know it through extrapolation. By the way, you asked me the question. I remember. Remember, I told you the example. Of how we, a trained person. If you have, let's say, God, I mean, no one should ever have people go to therapy. Most therapists are worthless, but some are good. And you have an issue, a personal issue, a family issue, whatever it may be. You know, I mean, it could be the issue like, you know, this, this classic joke where the guy uh, comes to the psychiatrist and says, I, I can't sleep because I, I'm, I'm th- I imagine there's uh, demons, shade under my bed. Okay, we've got to discuss it. So I start psychotherapy months and months and the guy's paying dollars, not a lot of money. And they say, garnishment, God, nothing's changing. Still can't sleep six months, seven months, eight. One day he meets his rabbi. Chassidish rabbi says to him, he says, what do you do with your life? He says, I can't sleep. He says, what are you doing? Went to psychiatrist. So the rabbi gave him an answer. So he stopped going to the psychiatrist. He meets the psychiatrist a few months later and says, what happened to you? He says, I solved all the problems and it didn't cost me anything. He said, what? My rabbi told me what to do. He said, what? He said, cut off the legs of the bed. That's it. So the bed's on the ground. So there can't be any demons there. So I saw problem and just solve. The psychiatrist would have kept him in psychotherapy for the next 500 years. Anyway, the point I'm making here is that when you talk to someone about an issue, so let's say a person says, I've, you know, I mean, I deal with this all the time. I counsel people. So I'm having a problem getting married. I'm having a problem with my mother, with my father, with my children. You know, people have. Can't get along with, you know, I have a lot of anger. So most cases, people, if it's something that's affecting, I'm not talking about superficial things. It's usually something deeper. It could be they grew up in a home, you know, very often you find, you go through the usual suspects, you find someone grew up, God forbid, in a home, a divorce, or parent, a father was alcoholic, there was anger, there was you know, some abuse, sometimes serious, I mean, there's all kinds of things. You don't know, when you see a person sitting here, you don't know what, what he didn't live with him. He doesn't even know necessarily. So what do you do if you're really trained? You can't, see, you can, you can, you know, it's not okay to share necessarily. So what you do is you ask questions, and you discuss, and you start seeing how he reacts to this, how she reacts, and so on. It's like a doctor starts saying, Where, "You have pain, okay? Where's the pain? Here, here." Start feeling, feeling, feeling. And it gets oh, here. It hurts a lot. So you know there's something there. The more it hurts, you know, but you can't see it. The doctor can't see it either. But a trained doctor will say, "Oh, if it's hurting here, it's possible one or two things." 
My point is, there's ways that you directly observe things, there's ways you only observe through called extrapolation, by studying. I gave the example. Imagine a, an imaginary dark wall, no light is shining on it, and you can't touch it, but you want to know what it looks like. Is it What kind of wall is it? What could you do? You can't go over and touch it, you can't shine a light on it. Yeah, you can throw a ball on it. You throw a ball. The ball bounces back straight. You know it's straight. You know it bounces back like this. You keep bouncing the ball enough times. It's called Yediyah Sashlila. Enough times you can get an image of the wall even though you never saw it. You speak to someone who has a problem and you keep talking. You start seeing. Like you say to them, how is your relationship with your mother? Ah, that's excellent. Let's not even talk about it. And you start talking. The more they say, don't go there, the more you know that's where exactly where you got to go. My point is that that there's a way of understanding the unconscious, you know there's definitely forces behind the scenes. I'm just giving you an example that we're going to we know it's there because we know that it comes out. It didn't come from nowhere. Where did Seichel come from? It didn't come from the body. It didn't come from your food that you ate. It didn't come from the air. So there's some force in you that's bringing it to you. Now, obviously, Chesidus and Taylor tells us what God tells us about it. So God tells us where it comes from. But even from, if you were going on Matlamah, like a scientist, you'd also know it's coming from somewhere. So the best scientist will tell you is that the brain, once there's a soul, and they don't know how to explain a soul. That No one knows how to explain a soul. They just say it's some type of electrical energy. At best. I'm talking about people who don't even believe in anything. They all know it's a mystery. Something happens when an egg is fertilized, and there's, let's say it generates electricity. This electricity gives life. But then, how do you explain intelligence? That the brain... It's like charges. But no one really understands how it works. They just know that it works and they try to figure it out. But like the root of it, they don't. They won't say there's keiches atzma in the nefesh because they don't speak like that. But let's go on here. So keiches atzma klulim benefesh. The soul itself, this is literally again, should be compared with chapters 2, 3, 4 where he discusses this. Because the soul itself and here by soul, we're not talking about divine soul, animal soul, we're just talking about the life force. The life force itself, the nefesh itself, is pshut it's completely shapeless. Like I said, it's like white light, you wouldn't be able to even see it. It's completely shapeless. It's not even in the category of, of faculties. It's not like the sum of the parts, where you know you have, like in a computer, here are the parts, this part, this part, this part. It's a state of energy, basically. Like it says in Tanya 50, chapter 51, that the soul is it's one essential core entity, ruchni of spirit, sublime, poshut, seamless, shapeless, substanceless. And this, that's a nefesh is even higher than yechida. When we say there are five names and neshama, five dimensions. That the five names you, that it's called by. What is called? Who's called? If you say who's law? Who's she? Who's this? Means there's a nefesh that's called by five names, including yechida. So it means even yechida doesn't really is, is a step a step below the etzma nefesh. So you can't even call it Yechida. Which Yechida, as we know, is Yechida Shabbat the deepest part. It's completely Pshittas. And yet it's the source for the faculties, for our, for all our Kechas. So it's completely shapeless, 
but it encompasses, includes within it all the faculties. Like the Kayak, the power of intelligence, Hayuli Atmi. Hayuli, we've discussed this, is a term, it's really like an, almost like a, we haven't found the translation for Hayuli. Hayuli is like an Aramaic word, and the Greek word actually, also Hayuli means something that is like a potential state that has all the possibilities included in it. It's used very much with you say the Eish and so on. That's like a Kechiyuli. It's, uh, it's archetype is, is, is one expression for it. It's an archetypal power. So if you look in it, you're not going to find what it, what comes out of it. Like he said before, you say the Eish, you're not going to find fire in it. But it's the root of it. So basically... It's a word actually used more by the Mitla Rebbe than by the Alta Rebbe. And Samach Tzedek actually says that it brings in places how we're the sources for it. I think so. It's definitely from the Greek thinkers. Like Aristotle and Plato. Plato spoke a lot about Hiyuli. But Hiyuli was like the four you say, there's like the four elements. A, Shuruach, Maimaf are four archetypes. You know what an archetype is? An archetype is more like a model. Four models of something. And from there, it's like it's four concepts if you want to put it that way. But it's not intellectual concepts. It's like four states of energy that each one will, will end up being a different category. A, Shruach, Mai, Mafur, or whatever it may be. So he calls it It means that in the soul, there's a Seichle Yuli Atzmi, there's something that is the root of the core root of the archetypal uh, uh, intelligence. Collective unconscious, some people call it and the same thing with love. It has within it the power of a core power archetype of love. And from these core archetypes, so to speak, in the soul, from them, emerge, extend the revealed faculties. Now he goes into parentheses. How long is this parentheses? Okay, not so long. Now he's spelling it out. Kechas Atzmim is not the Nefesh itself. That's already the Kechas Atzmim in the Nefesh. It's a step below. It's the essential core faculties in, uh, in, 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 in that, that, the, the essential core faculties, that's the Yechida, the highest fifth level in the soul. That's why it's called Yechida, because the faculties on that core faculties are not in any type of Mitzias. There's not any type of substance, even though it's the source of it, there's no substance there at all. They're, they're essentially fundamentally shapeless in their fundamental and core personality. And there's also no separation or distinction between them. They're all like bundled into one form of energy. Every A that follows the other one? Every what? Every level. You're talking about relative. Is it relative? Now he's not saying it's relative. Now he's saying it's actually Pshut Mamish. He's not saying relative. There are, of course there are levels. As it comes down, there's levels. And one is more relative to the lower level, more abstract. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's no ischalkus at this stage. Think of it, even though this is not a good example, a perfect example, but it's an example. 
a seed, a seed that will grow into a, an apple tree. The seed is, is this size, it's nothing. But it has everything in it. This apple tree is not going to get anything from anywhere else. The only thing you'll need is water, nourishment. But that seed will become the tree. In that seed, you have everything that will emerge later. But how is it there? You don't see, there's no branches. There's no apples. There's no leaves. There's no trunk. There's no roots. There's nothing. So it's an example of something. Here, obviously, it's even deeper because that's a physical seed at the end of the day. But it's an example. It's an example where you could have concentrated before it expresses itself many things. Same thing as like an artist begins to draw something. In the beginning, it's just a general picture. These are only examples. They're not perfect examples, but they're examples to see that there is a process of how things emerge. You know? So that's what we're looking at. The yeah, so the Yechideh is the Keiches Atzmim. What means there's no distinction? That means that they're not in any state of ten faculties. And even though... Yeah, the Moshul, that is exactly... That's why, yeah, that's why it's very much... Because he said basically ideas like this earlier. But he's now bringing it into the story. Remember, this is... Rebbe Hashem knows that he said. He's not telling it. Now this is the story. All that he was setting it up to tell you here the building blocks. Now he's telling you what the sphere is, the purpose. Basically, you can say the earlier chapters were here the pieces of the puzzle. Now we're telling you what they, what they do. That's what, we, what they do is they, tell a, they give you the number, they tell a story. Is where we are now. Right. It's actually very... Before you explain the concepts of Yeah, yeah, it's like telling you... It's like, you know, like when, like when you, get, you buy a new equipment, they tell you there's 20 pieces here, one piece here, one piece this. Now you put it together, here's its function. We're now talking the functionality of it. Before it was the Shem Ha... I would say maybe the Shem HaTayat, now it's the Shem HaPu'ullah. Yeah. Very, very organized. And it's, it's systematic. Look, we're learning this. It's a journey. And even though this is called we just said it's the source for we said they're a complete state of shapelessness and it's called a helam a concealment that's not existent yet like it says elsewhere he explains the difference between Helam Shainab and Helam Shayashim I'll give you the example he gives. The difference between a coal, a hot coal, and a flintstone. Both of them produce fire. The coal, however, a hot coal, you don't see the fire, it's concealed. You may even think that it's not burning. You touch it, it's even hotter, it's white. You blow on it, you, wet, you fan it, it becomes a flame. A flintstone, you definitely don't see flame in it. You touch it, it's not hot. You even try to light a flame from it, nothing will happen. You have to strike it. So he says that's an example. So Aish in the Flintstones, the Helam Sha'inabimitsis. It's concealed, but not only is it concealed, it's not even fire yet. The source of fire. In a coal, it's concealed, but it's a Mitsis. Helam Shayashnabimitsis. I mean, it's an excellent example. So you have to say the same thing with our faculties. There's the faculties as they're revealed. There's the faculties as they're concealed, but you just have to fan them. That would be like, like that chassid that told al He doesn't learn, but he can learn. So he said, Pungvi Aganov, a thief, is not someone who could th- steal, but someone who steals. A lamdan is not someone who could learn, but someone who learns. Yeah, nalam, not atzmim. 
That's like Helam Sheyeshma Mitzias. Means you have the potential, you're just not using it. You know, so you need a little. Then there's a Helam Sheyeshma Mitzias, which means in the Kehes Atzmim there's a power, but there Yigia and Kabbalah Sail is explains in some of the two things. That's why you have someone who harvests like striking a flintstone, a brechtzich, and he could reveal sometimes powers that a smart person who's born with smart and has the potential. An alumim, but it doesn't. So atzmim is a whole different level. So even on a psychological level, it's two, it's two different things. Some say some people have the ability to just not. But the majish majish, right? That you, you, the canon cancer reveals the reveals the That's it. And then other people have the atzmim. When the Rebbe was asked by Ishka Gansberg in the letter Tavshin Yud to be the Rebbe, and he wrote to him. So the Rebbe wrote to him, Rebbe, Rebbe, I've done that from keches gluim, keches melamim, keches atzmim, keches yulim. He wrote all this, you know, Bishlemus and Aladi Madregas and Machshava di Bramaisa. So Maklal Lava to Shemehein. That when the Rebbe became Rebbe means that he had. <laughs> so the bottom line is there are all these levels. Briefly, there are Keches Gluim, Keches Nalom, Keches Atzmim. He's saying Yechida is Atzmim. It's not even the Nefesh yet. So that's how they are. Helam Shein Bemitzias, like the Flintstone type of thing. That's Yechida. Uh, that's my example. He says, he says, Helam Shainim I'm giving you the example from elsewhere where it says that. He says it's Yechid in the parentheses here. Yeah, that's what he says. Oh, one second. Actually, Surah <laughs> is a coal. No, no, you're one second. You're right. I'm sorry. A stone. A chalamish. Yeah. Oh, he does give this example. Like the power of fire in sur, in a stone that, uh, you know, in a flintstone. Chalamish is a fire. Fiery stone. Huh? Yeah. And in general, the level of and the general level of is is similar to chemer hiyuli. Chemer hiyuli means a raw object without shape, you know, without form. It's like think I think a piece of clay, like a seed, just a seed, it's just a raw item, chemer, a raw raw matter. Shekil pa'atzmi shorshi hadal. You say this. It says in the Sforim about when it talks about the, the archetypes of the four elements. So it says this four you say this Eshurach Maim Afar. Fire, wind, water and, and earth. But there's a Chemer Hayuli that's before the four. Before these four were shaped, they were all one bottom of clay. It's similar like it says about the Shamayim is Ash and Mayim. Or Bresh is butter. God created it all like in a seed in the nucleus and then revealed each piece. Or like the seed I mentioned. So that's the root of the Tal, it says, And it does not have any tzura, any shape. Only that in the future it will manifest, it will it will enclose a shape. That's called Tehu. That's the Atzmim and that's the... Um... He's still saying it's Yechida and it's Atzmim. Right, right, right. There's all the parentheses. Yeah. So that's called Tehu. The world of Tayhu. It doesn't even say Tayhu, the world of Tayhu actually. It means Tayhu meaning Pustam Vist. It's, it's chaotic. It's, it's, it's a potential state. It's a nucleus. It's a, uh, what's the word I used in the past? Not porous, what do you say? Uh, nucleotail. 
Like it says in Yitzchayim, he talks about this, and there he says it's the level of Arich, which some would say is really Chaya, not Yichida. Huh? Nebulous, right. Nebulous. Like a nebula. Yeah. By the way, this is so so exciting discussion in scientific language today because they're all looking for the Big Bang. They're all looking to see what was it like when it was all concentrated and then a bang, some explosion made it all the gases go. They want to see the seed. They all want to go. That's what they're looking yeah. for. The origin, not in the source that made the seed. The seed. The matter. Right. And so he says there it's arich, which in, actually in spheres atik is yichida arich is chaya, and the kreches premium from chabad chagas nehim is nefesh ruach mishama. He's just qualifying that. Okay, that's the parentheses. So that's more specifically that's yichida is the kreches atzmi. So it's understood that the, the, the core faculties, even though from them emerge, come out, emerge all the faculties, nevertheless, they're not in the category of calling them a source. Like you said before with the Flintstone. You can't call them a mocker. A mocker would mean something that's close, has a relationship with. Like you said, they're completely pshittas, right? The whole market, because every source, every cause or source, you must say, is some type of mitzvah's dover, some type of, some substance. That made it become a market, it became a source for something. So both, it's a, some type of substance that defines it as being a source or a cause. And also, it's already a form of transmission to be a source for this thing. He doesn't give an example, but I mean, we can give examples. Like, for example, the, 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 go back to the, to the coal. The coal is the source of the fire. A pilot flame is a source for a flame. Yes, it's only a pilot. You have to fan it. You have to extend it. But, this, but you have it. It's, it's already substance and it's already... Uh, flowing. It's already in that direction. If you say the root of this fire, where does it come from? And it, it, it's not even in a state of substance and it definitely not, hasn't begun the flow. It's just It's like a, as I said, a, a nebulous form of energy. Be the best way to visualize it. And the core faculties are not in any form of, not yet substance, substantial faculties at all. The whole dovra kol betzim hariu kamoyatzim, because everything that's encompassed in the source, you see the muscle. He's every detail of the muscle is relative to the nimshal, because everything that is included in the etzim in the source that's called keches atzmim. So yechida is keches atzmim, but it's included in the etzim of the neshama. So it's a step below, but it's included. Therefore, it's like the etzim. And just like the, the core of the soul is not a, a thing of substance, the same thing, there's the faculties within it are not of any substance. And then not only are they not substance, also the second thing he just said. He said a mocker has substance and also is the beginning of a transmission. And it's also not in a state of transmission at all. Because they are core faculties. 
And the etzem, the rule is, something that's a core does not transmit. It's core, it remains there. It can be the source of a transmission, but it itself is an etzem. Etzem ene mispashet, etzem ene nimshech, and so on. does not transmit. Ratzel lemer. One second. Parentheses. Uh, look at before the Rotzen Let me just say this. So basically, etzem anefesh is the etzem anefesh. Keiches atzem is Is essentially the way he's saying. But b- bottom line is, we're not talking even level of a source. It's there, but it's in, only as a as a it's like a root, archetypal root of something. Both nefesh for sure, but the keiches atzmin. That's what the nefesh is just called the nefesh. The nefesh has five names. The highest name yichid is the keiches atzmin. That's say that, yeah. Yeah, but they're all, but he said, but they're not. Mokir would be already a helam something that has some substance and is beginning to flow. See here, he's saying not only does it have no substance, it also does not even even hasn't begun to extend even. It doesn't extend itself. You know, the best example, if you want to really relate it personally, is as much as you will ever communicate to somebody, your etzem always remains your etzem. It's almost impossible to communicate an etzem. You can communicate your interests, you can be very, talk about your deepest feelings, but an etzem is ultimately your own lonely domain. That etzem is a separate or an apart. You know, obviously with the power of the Ebrister, we can begala an etzem also. That's the ultimate kavona. But for practical purposes right now, that's what he's saying. But Shayna Lamer, woman's etzem and nimshah, bebchinis hamshach of his pastus. He's qualifying. What means etzemein and imshech? He means, not that it doesn't at all transmit. It means, namshach of ispashtus, in a transmission that extends itself. Ki'im b'pchines hamshach atzmis. It does transmit in hamshach atzmis. Let's see how he explains this. In other words, there's two types of hamshach. Hamshach, let's say, when the flame of a, ca- of a pilot flame, or, of a, or, a, uh, or a coal, you fan it, and then suddenly becomes a big flame, you know the source. It started with a fl- with, it started with a small flame. So the hamshach is one of extension. It just extended. When you get a spark out of a flintstone, you can't call it an extension of the stone. It's in there, concealed, completely concealed, core level. But there is a hamshach. Something comes out of it. So he's explaining the difference. In other words, when a person has hamshach atzmis. Like they say, by the time by the wedding of a child, that your etzim is revealed, it's not revealed in an organized way. Okay, it's revealed, and now step by step by step, it's hamshach atzmi. It's a core type of personality. You can't call it in the category of a source. And elsewhere, it's explained that that in its transmission, even though it's the essence that's transmitting, and it's not yet, you can't call it the category of a source, nevertheless you can call it an interface, a state of an interface, or an intermediary. And this is the higher state of the mamutza. Remember, every interface has two states, one that's closer to the source, one that's closer to the recipient. So this is the higher level of the mutza that's muvdal ba'erach, that is completely separate. Let me let me explain what he's saying here. 
I'm not sure if he's talking about the Kechis Atzman or that's Manefesh. Oh, yeah, you're right. So let's read the next parenthesis. One parenthesis after the next. And even though they're the faculties of the soul, not the essence of the soul, we can say that that which they are faculties of the soul is not that they are extending and revealing from the soul and became faculties, rather that they are just they're found together with a soul. Then when you have a soul, you have with it faculties. And therefore, even though they're faculties, they're atzmim. Okay, this needs some explanation. Both parentheses. I mean, we have to do it by process of elimination through the, you know, through the negative. The things we relate to, in this world everything has a source, and that source extends. And as I said, you can identify the relationship. You can say the source is already the beginning of the flame that's going to burn, the big flame. has substance and it's begun to flow. The root of flame, you say the ish, let's say, hayuli, is just an archetype. You can't identify it as, 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 as a substance, and it hasn't begun to flow at all. As we learned earlier... You said the age without a wick, the flame won't even uh, will not catch. Okay. Nevertheless, it's not just an etzem that's isolated and just stays completely apart. There is a hamshacha. She's saying this type of hamshacha. It's uh, we say hamshacha would be its its expression is an expression that's not in the form of a source. It's an expression that is there's a soul has entered your body, let's say. You were born, created, your soul entered your body. This soul has keches atzmim. It's there, but you can't call it yet a source because it's not like beginning to flow. There's nothing there yet. Think of the fetus, this first second of, conce- of conception. Would you call it, there's intelligence in there? No. A child, you can say, maybe a newborn not, but five, three years old, you don't see yet the full-blown intelligence, but you see a mind that's working. It's starting to grow. It's starting to be educated. You can't even educate a fetus, let alone a, a seed. But it's all there. It's all there in the seed. It's there. Again, it's an example. It's not a perfect example because it's a God physical thing. But the, So you can't even call it more mocha. So really, there's like three levels we've been discussing. It's revealed. It's concealed, but relative to revealed, meaning it's the beginning of the revelation, just concealed at this point. Then it's fundamentally in its own reality, but it's still there, because without that first step, you wouldn't have the other two steps. So you can't say there's no hamshach, it's hamshach asm, it's not like a source. Then he says that it's, the second thing in the parentheses, and some places, elsewhere it says it's like the mamutza. The etzim soul is there, the keiches atzmim are like a mamutza, their core faculties are like an interface, but they're an interface that's reflective of the source. As opposed, keiches nalomim is the interface that's reflective of the revealed. So really you have four levels. You have the etzem, you have the kreiches atzmim, core faculties, you have the hidden faculties, and you have the revealed faculties. So the, the middle two is a interface. This is the soul's core is expressed in the core faculties, but that's not of source yet. And then, yeah, the kreiches atzmim then turn into kreiches nalamim, 
which now we have a source. It would be like the Flintstone has been lit and now it's created a coal and the coal is still... And you fan the coal, you get gluim, you get the revealed. So it's the lower le- so, so what is the Kachas mean? The higher level of the Mamutza. That's what he's saying. It's the higher level of the interface. That interface is Echidah. Yeah, that part of the interface. Echidah Chaya of the interface. Yeah. And Nefesh Ruch Neshama is the gluim. And the Etzim HaNeshama is on this side. Okay. So you have... Uh, now he adds in this parentheses... But they're faculties. So how could you call them now source? So he's saying, he's explaining an interesting explanation. He's saying it's not the etzem hanefesh has faculties. He's saying wherever there's an etzem, it comes with power. It's like, an, it's like a form of, it's like a light, it's like a light, um, an energy field. An energy field that contains everything in it. God planted into this energy field faculties. So it's not like it has faculties. He says, it's not, it's like, it says like this. It's not like the, 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 the essence has faculties. When you have a nefesh, automatically you have this power. In other words, it's much more. Uh, it's much more. It's not faculties in the soul. It's the soul that neshekeches is the expression. Sometimes it just contains. It carries it. No, you can't say comprised. Comprised would be no, 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 no. Comprised means when something's made up of it. It's not made up of it. Not, not at all. No, absolutely not. For sure not. Would it be like the Flintstone that has a fire? No, that's already the faculty. That's a Flintstone. No, it's not. It's the, the Flintstone is an example for uh, for the for second level, Yechida, for, for core faculties. What would be the example? The source of, the, the creator of the Flintstone. I mean, that's the best thing I can find come up with. Yeah, the the thing that shaped it. You know, where Flintstones come from? Maybe from some mountain pressure. I don't know. I mean, there are definitely examples for all this. It's not, it's it's, it's uh, manageable. Okay. So therefore, even though their faculties, they're atzmim. So they really relate more. They go bosser. The source, instead of being, like you said, the mamutza. It's that part of the mamutza. What that what means? Like, it's representative of the etzemanefesh, not representative of the faculties. It's the etzemanefesh expressing itself, not faculties that are revealing. revealing. Right, exactly. There's a lot of parentheses here. Now there's a short line between. That means that they're not in the category of a source for the faculties. It's only that from them, automatically and, and naturally, and like uh, in, in, without any effort, emerge faculties emerge from there. Like when you talk about the flame, the second two levels, you have to fan, you have to fan it. Here, it just comes out from the etzim and nefesh. She'ein and now another parentheses. Wow. She'ein akeches atzmi mispalim mitzias akeches. Mehem. Because the core faculties are not affected, they're not influenced, they're not impacted by the faculties that come out of them. Something that's in a state of a source is affected by what you're doing. You, you, let's say you fan the, the, the coal, flame comes out of it. It's impacted by it. Something in the category, so besides the two things he said before, that mokir is substance. 
and it begins to flow, there's a third thing. It's affected by the thing it's flowing towards. He's affected within himself. Like it says, anything that moves something has to be itself moving. You know, the rule is you can't move something if you're not if you're not moving yourself. If you let's say you hold your hand like this, you're not going to move anything. You have to move your hand, and then it can cause something else to move. So the cause has to is affected by the thing that it's that it's causing. Right. Obviously, you talk about God. It's not like that. He's able to manier not be, but that's talking about the rules of nature. And that's what it means, B'derech Mele. He's explained the word B'derech Mele. The, the core faculties are not misspelled. They don't, are not impacted. That's why it's automatic. It's not here. If I have to move my hand, I'm impacted and I have to do something. It's not B'derech Mele. I can't, you can't, a stone is not going to fly if I don't take a stone and throw, my, throw it. Invest my energy in it. Whereas here, imagine the faculties just flow out of it. There's no effort involved. Here's where the Flintstone doesn't work because the Flintstone, you have to strike it to, to get it out. Here's B'derech Mele. It's not just coming automatically. And what extends from it is that they should become a source for the revealed faculties. Okay, so here's talking to level three now. We have the Etzim Nefesh. We have the Kechas Atzim, the core faculties. Now the core faculties are not a source. From there it becomes a source. And that source becomes the root for the revealed. That's basically the Kechas Nalam, the Mokr. What comes out of the core faculties in a, automatically and without any effort and without any uh, impact. And not even as a source comes the source for the the revealed faculties, because now he's explaining. Because you can't jump from core faculties to revealed faculties. Another parenthesis. Right. And the fact that at times we do find exceptions, that from the core faculties immediately expresses itself. That's when the faculties, that's like an example. Did you give the example like by a uh, wedding? Okay, like, okay, fine. But the example would be, that's when you're jumping, you're jumping. That's not regular natural flow. That's something, you're doing something extra, so then they're in a, they're in a completely different state. What I said earlier, what it says in Samar Vav, that imagine the, 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 the revelation of ideas that come from Erchezer. means the Yigiyah, the effort that comes from below. Not, not, it's not being revealed to you, but through your hard work, through questions, through people, like Talmud Bavli, as opposed to Talmud Yerushalmi, that is like the striking, the Yigiyah, the effort of that, that brings out, like a student that sharpens, that makes his, makes his teacher wiser through his questions, through his challenge. Like it says elsewhere. So what is that doing? That's bringing from Kechis Atzmin, but that's because it was a special, there was a, a, it's a different type of level. So you jump the Kechis Nalom in a way. And according to this, you have to say, that the extension from the core faculties, 
Hagam, it's only even though it only it's only extends, emerges from there, from them. It's only a sibe, not a mokir. Only like a distant cause. Nevertheless, there is some commensurate, some relationship, some erech, some relative relationship, and it's not completely apart. So what he did was now, he said, he gave an exception. <laughs> no, in a, one second. It's a question and an answer here. He said that from the from core faculties, Atzmi, you can't jump to Gluyim. But there are exceptions. The exception is when something is done, that's exceptional. When there's a particular effort and you work hard, then it's like striking the Flintstone. So you, could, you, you don't have to go through the middle stage, so to speak. That extra effort, that the kushis, the sharpening, brings out from the, from the core faculties. And when that happens, the core faculties are closer than natural Be'erech, quite in the natural flow. If you talk natural flow, there is a Shalei Be'erech. It's like only a Sibel. But this is an exception. Now he goes back after the parenthesis. Ki'im ma'shenim tzema keiches v'hubchines mekedei ha'keiches. Right, right, right. He's going back, not this exception. He's saying the regular, the, the revealed faculties are not commensurate. They're not in the same league to be able to extend from the core faculties. They need a middle ground. What comes from the core faculties is only the root of the faculties, the source of the faculties. That's not helam That's already now of substance. And it's already an extension, a mokir. It's already be a type of source. I'm sorry. And this is called a hidden uh, transmission. This is nekeches nelamim. It's already a substance. Right. Here he goes. Like we see from the power of the archetypal core intelligence extends or transmits to be a root for revealed this is the this is still not but now you already have the power it's like the pilot flame you have the power means the power to conceive of ideas so in the nefesh you don't see anything already has a reside somewhere it doesn't reside resides in the so-called invisible brain or you can call it the unconscious. This is not even unconscious, what we talked. In the nefesh, it's not even unconscious. It's a soul level. It's core. It's not even a source. Unconscious now is already like a memory that you don't remember. But it's there. It's, a, it's things in your mind. Like Let's say you learned something five years ago, ten years ago. You learned how to drive a car. You haven't driven a car for ten years. You're going to remember how to drive. Bicycle. Or bicycle. Okay. Or other things. You learned something. It may be rusty, but it's there. So there you already have, it's already in the category of seichel. It just may be not revealed. This is already, this is level three. This is not yechida. This is already the keich hamaskel shebenefesh. The power to conceive of ideas is already, is a substance. Relatively speaking, obviously. Compared to the archetypal core intelligence Hanatua Mushes Benafshe, which is Hanatua, which is implanted and rooted in the nefesh. But compared to the fourth lowest level, it's not yet revealed. It's not yet mitzias sichli. You can't call it yet an intelligent idea. 
Because it's still a Kayachiyuli, it's still a um, root for all intelligence. It's different than the other Hiyuli, not Hiyuli Atzmi. And it's known that every Kayachiyuli, every archetypal power, every core power, is Mushlo, is uh, negates, is. Um, I would say Mushlo. Um, repelled, not repels, uh, beyond Mushlo. It's negated. It, it negates, is opposite from, is um, <laughs> is, contra- is contrary to the Giluim, the revelations that come from it. The same thing with the power to conceive ideas. Being that it's still at that type of potential state, I'll call me sikhlim on all types of intelligence. You have to say You have to say that it's beyond. It's it's in contrast to the existence of seichel. Even in the highest levels of seichel. Like it says elsewhere. Nevertheless, it's not completely negated from intelligence. Because after we said, it's already an extension. At least an extension from the core root potential. The core root faculty. Therefore, it's in some type of form and some type of substance. Only it's a shachan alamis. It's a concealed transmission. The ian am shachan alamis who shem muslim mitzias hadover. Am shachan alamis, meaning a concealed transmission is muslo, is negates and is contrary to the to an object, something that has substance. Shumoker love that it's a source that, that for which it is a source to. Avle ena muslim etzem hadover, but it's not contrary to the essential etzem hadover from the thing itself. Yeah, the Muslim etzem hadover from the essence of the thing. Yeah, meaning the concept of the thing. It's not Muslim from the concept of it, like the core, the the, the its essence. Yeah. Okay, so what does he say in this chapter? Wow. This chapter basically is all about all again elaboration. Didn't even get back to the Rabbeinu Shemtov. Still have to get back to that, but all elaboration to tell us about the concealed, and it's an example to understand the concealed level that the ten spheres reveal, which is the ten hidden spheres. He gave the full example of keches atzmim, where the and basically four levels: the core, essential, um, archetypal faculties. As the, it's really five levels. It's the essence, etzim nefesh. Then from that comes keches atzmim, core faculties. From there comes a mokir. For seichel, let's say, which is already a source. Um, did I say four? one second? Keches asmim. No, four, four levels. Yeah, yeah. There's the etzem. There's the the esman efforts. There's the keches asmim, the core faculties, which is yechida or arich, as he calls it. Then there's the keches nelam, which calls hamshachan nelamis. It's already a source. And then there's the revealed faculties. And what we have revealed reveals to us not just the reveal, it reveals all the way back to the core faculties. That's what he's telling us. Except that core faculty is a completely different state of being. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Kitzur summary. Ah, that's maybe the emphasis of hamshachosan. Yeah, not just the keches nesses but etzim. 
בהמשכוסם. וגם בהם בעניין מסגנים encompasses within its faculty. Shein imtsoim ima mitchilos haisavus. Another expression he didn't use inside. It's with the soul from the beginning of its coming to being. The soul automatically has these faculties. Ulamayla had his edak be'ere and sof. And lamayla, it's again addition. Mitchilos haisavus. And above, it's only an ere and sof. What is he saying? What's all in it now? Kechus. I'm not sure. Valkein hen kechus gamkein atzmim, and that's why the kechus, the faculties, are also core faculties. Vehem b'chinis pshitus le'b'chinis mitzias klal le'klal. They're in a shapeless form, not in any substance at all at all. Utterly no substance. Ve'enim b'chinis hamshachiv ispashtus klal, and they're not in any transmission or extension at all. And they're not a source at all. Except from them extends, expresses, emerges the root of the faculties. Not the faculties themselves. And therefore it's not completely, infinitely distant. Ah, so in other words, there's a process. The revealed faculties don't jump it doesn't jump from the core faculty to the revealed. It jumps from the core to the source to the revealed. So it's not completely enarech. Meaning there's a Gilead Helam going on here. Because he wants to say that, they remember, that Silas reveals the concealed. If it's a jumps, if there'd be a jump from the core, there'd be no hamshacha of the ten hidden spheres, where's the reveal? You're again a jump. So this shows that there's no jump. Like the power of intelligence, which is the root of Seichel, the source of Seichel. It's a concealed transmission. It means it's, 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 it's apart from, um, removed from the existence of the, the, the substance of Seichel. But it's not removed from the concept of Seichel. It's already Seichel now. As opposed to the core faculties where you can't even call it a shape of sale. Okay. Chapter 96. We did page 185 through the top of 187.